obviously we even we don't even know each other that long Mm -hmm. right we're just all getting to know each other and I had no idea you were gonna come into this world in like about 1999 me and your ex-husband dated we dated for like maybe I would say roughly six months did you fuck him we did we did. I'm not going to lie. Twice. I'm going to keep it real. We did because I'm not going to lie and have some shit bite me in the ass. What you did was you just made me look stupid. No, I didn't make you look stupid. No, you First made of all, me look. I don't even know you, you like You that. made me look stupid. You come in this. You coming in this circle as her fucking friend. Like, how am I going to say something like that? You fucked my man when I was married to him. You fucking just said that shit. Okay, but I didn't know you was married it's to him. It's not a motherfucker on this planet that didn't know that Kenny Anderson was married. I didn't. I don't give I didn't. a I don't give a fuck. It's not a it's not a bitch walking, a hoe walking, a trick walking. A jump off walking that didn't know he was fucking married. I did it. It's bitches that know that niggas is married that still fuck with them. Right. That, and I've been in that position. Okay. Well, then you should understand how the fuck I feel. Because I'm going to keep it real with you right now. It's all that I can do because I have grown to like you and I have grown to feel close to you. It's all that I can do right now to keep from punching you in your fucking face. That shit is shady. What do you, why is that, that shady? That shit is shady because you knew. I, I did didn't know. know. I did know, but I'm trying to, okay. But you knew. Believe you when me. When the fuck was you I going was gonna to tell, tell you. me? You know, it is what it is. That nigga fucked everybody. So, do they lie? That's not how they I lie. see it. That's not how I see okay, it. Okay, well, that's how I see it. But this is what I'm saying. The bitches that Twan fucked, you not friends with them. We trying to build a friendship. We trying to build some shit. And for you to be sitting, smiling in my face, laughing, cackling, ka 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 he he he, that shit is fucked up to me. That is fucked up to me. And you know what? It is what it is. And just like you want to swear on your baby's life, I swear on my daughter's life that nobody even knew who you was. Like I wasn't stunting who Kenny was with. Because I was in fucking Boston. Everybody exactly. Knew me. You think I like researched who dude was with? It was like you didn't even exist. You're fucking missing the point of what the fuck I'm saying. You're missing. The the point of what no, the fuck I'm saying. Clear. You are a non-motherfucking factor, bitch. <laughs> so Eric has decided to just ruin the entire recording equipment. So we will have no show next week. That's fine. <laughs> bitch, bitch, You're a no non-motherfucking bitch, factor, bitch. bitch. No, bitch. Get... Bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. No, bitch. No, bitch. But yo, how did you feel? Of, did you remember watching that back in the day? That was like season whatever of. Yo, that shit was so long ago. Evelyn versus Tammy, Tammy smoked like five cigarettes during that thirty oh, she second up a song. scene. She's like, I would never do that to y'all. <laughs> I would never do that. to know that you're sleeping with somebody, man, and you fucking friends with them. I'm like, oh, Tammy, I feel you. And then Shawnee had the nerve to be like, nobody may know what you feel, but I do. I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm glad you pulled this out the archives because well, well glad, you know it's very much relevant today to you, today because you pulled this, this out the archives. I forgot that they fought. No, they did. But my thing is, the season started with them beefing like that. She was just like, "You did sleep with Kenny." I'm like, "Girl, you're not even with this man anymore. Your children are grown. Like, never be a sad bitch. Always be a bad bitch. Like, let it go." And isn't that still like existing 
in their relationship. I haven't really been keeping up too well with the basketball wives, mm-hmm. but aren't they still fighting? Mm-mm. They friends? They friends now. Everybody just trying to fight Jackie. But weren't they like fighting in the beginning? They were, but like they squashed it. So you know it was like a fake fight. So you know it's going to happen again. If they need to continue a season and don't find girls to These create reality real drama. shows. I say they bring just back like Drea. Jump from friend to friend to friend. Yeah. And you go around the circle and you do it again. That's not real friendship. I'm not always trying to have drama with my friends. Like more than not, me and my friends literally show up to just drink, have a good time and like cry on each other's shoulders. I feel you. Yeah. I'm I, yeah, I don't have that type of drama with my friends. Yeah, at all. And that's why you gotta keep the circle small, right? Ooh, or it doesn't really matter. You can have a small circle large, and still have somebody if you're messy a drama, as fuck yeah, in if your you're circle. Yeah, you're a messy ass bitch. It's always gonna be drama. <laughs> but if you're someone who tries to keep it chill, you can be chill with anyone. But hey, everyone! <laughs> hi. What's up? Welcome to the Hung Up Podcast, where you may be on that motherfucking factor, bitch. <laughs> but we'll never hang up on you. <laughs> Is that where it originated? Yeah. And she then it just kept t-shirt. going from there. Yeah. It was like <laughs> and now Jackie tried to like jock. I, I really cannot stand Jackie Christie. So I'm just going to take this moment yeah, to just. She had the nerve to come on help. this season and be like, Evelyn, you're a non-factor. Clearly she's a huge factor because you're using her line against her. You're so whack. T- Evelyn was right. Really take care of your line, kids. Except her getting married every year. I feel like Jackie Christie needs to take <laughs> Married to a man off. who is still like apprehensive every year that he walks down that aisle or he stands up that aisle. Because this lady, something's like wrong with her. She, I, Maybe she's on drugs. Because for her to be acting the way she has been on this episode, mm, it has to just be how she that is. cocaina. She's ridiculous. But she reminds me of someone who's probably not that ridiculous in real life, but she's puts on for the camera. So let like me... that whole scene where her... Um, and with that gown on, mm-hmm. this was last season. It I was believe. too much. It was too much. Like, come on! But Jackie. the crazy thing is, she actually did a play here in Philadelphia, and not too long ago, right? Yeah, and one of my former bosses um, worked with her because one of my former bosses was like an actress on the side, or like that's her main passion or whatever. And she was just like, every time they showed up to rehearsal, mm. Jackie was as cool as a cucumber. Like That's she was not hype at all, and so I'm just like, well, why be that extra? You don't have to do all of that to keep your space because nobody wants life. to see you act like that. Possibly. That's a mess. But yeah, she putting on because I mean, at the end of the day, what is her storyline? And I think she she needs to milk the storyline that she's not taking care of her kids. She could stay on the show for at least three more seasons with that instead of acting a plum fool. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But yeah, I'm P. Ryan, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Hunger Podcast once more. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am P. Ryan. I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. And you can find the both of us at Hung Up Pod, that's H U N G U P P O D, on Instagram and Twitter, and on Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought you were going to take over. Sorry, Eric. Right. Email us oh. whenever you want. Email us your love, your hate, your, I don't know, adventures in the summer. Email us anything. Just come kiki with us at hunguppod at gmail.com. And also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You guys are like engaging slowly but surely. Keep it up. We love it. Yes. Anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> Also, I want to let everyone know that Eric is draped in like this okay, uh, coat of one color. I said that it was instead of like Joseph's coat of many colors. My favorite blanket. Yes, you are wrapped in holiness. It looks great. This is like you look comfy and like amazing. sanctified. This is like really what I put on my bed in the summer. Yes, because it's like cooler to sleep in. Yeah, 
but it's my favorite bucket, and apparently Tristan's too. Oh, okay. because Who's he's Tristan? he's find he's found his spot at the but Tristan, my dog. Because oh, everybody was like, Eric got a man named Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Wouldn't that be something? That'd be cute. Ah, <laughs> Mel Gibson. Hmm. Wait, what? Can you imagine? Did you say Mel Gibson? Wasn't that? Didn't he play Tristan in Braveheart? No, you know I didn't watch that. Okay. <laughs> We're here for black shows. Um, a black video, black film. But you know, were they black people in Braveheart? <clears throat> Where? Okay. So anyway, <laughs> how was your week, Boo Boo? My week was um, well. Before I get started, I just wanna. Give a quick shout out, uh, rest in peace to the family and friends of Lincoln Park's Chester Bennington. Um, he committed suicide today, um, and it was kind of like a big thing on social media. Lincoln Park has been pretty big. I really remember them from back in the early '90s and 2000s. One of my favorite songs was "In the End." Everyone knows that song, but the band is really, really popular. I know they're from California. And um, remember, they co- collaborated with Jay Z back yeah, in the day. They did back in two thousand and four. So, just real quick, I just want to give it, it. Wasn't it for Encore? Mm. Or am I completely fucking that up? I feel like that. It, it's. Okay. Because <laughs> I remember that song. Yeah, just to be like, oh, hi. <laughs> Because really, I guess, you know, and I'll admit I didn't do, I guess, my, my fact-checking um, too, too well before. But I re- I, he may have collaborated with a, different, a couple of different rock groups. Um, I don't know why I want to say Limp Bizkit. Oh, maybe it was. Was it Limp Bizkit instead of Linkin Park? Because I know he... Oh, uh, no, it was Encore. I become so numb, I can feel you. So that was Linkin Park. Yeah, mm -hmm, Linkin Park. And then can I get an encore? Do Do you you want want more? more? Stop this up with the Brooklyn Bros. (laughs) (laughs) JC, we love you. (laughs) Yeah, so shout out to Linkin Park and rest in peace to Chester. Yeah. And, um, you know, if anybody's out there, you know, really stressed or really going through some hard times and you're even considering suicide or if you are having struggles trying to find resources I just ask that you reach out to someone who loves you or someone that you really trust and you know because you you do matter your life does matter yeah and on the flip side sometimes um when you're going through things like that it's hard to just like reach out to people right because yeah, isolation usually that's the is hardest kind of time. The one thing that digs you deeper and deeper down in that hole so you're not reaching out to anybody right. so for those who are kind of like on the outside looking in if you notice that your friend is kind of not the same from week mm-hmm. to week and they you feel like they might be struggling with something don't be afraid to check to, in on them yeah, to just show in. up. Yeah, don't even call. And just be like, just hey, show is, up. Hey, is everything okay? And yeah. like, if you feel in your spirit that it's not, don't be afraid to press a little more. But like, no, is everything really okay? Because you don't know what that moment could really do for someone. That's real. Yeah, that's real. So, uh, this week, what did I do? I went to the club again. You went to the club, you said. I feel like whenever I go, it's, isn't it Thursday? It's like always. It's like getting a tattoo or something. When did you? Because I don't to the go club? that often, and usually it's a painful experience that I remember. But when did you go? 
I went on Saturday. Oh, okay. I thought you went like yesterday. I'm like, bitch, it's no, school night. No. <laughs> <laughs> like what? But I mean, even on a school night, sometimes it's, it's okay to step out and have a drink. You gotta, It's not necessarily you out partying until 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like it's a Friday night. Or like it's a podcast night. Because we're here to oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> and have me struggling on Friday. <laughs> Because your ass don't be wanting to go home. I do want to go home. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be trying to do my due diligence to get you home at a decent time. But niggas be hard at it. Okay. But nah, listen, the whole point of this club experience, like I said, is usually an experience that I can remember. And, and this time, why I just was really, I don't know if I was bothered. I don't know if I was perplexed. Confused. The hip hop room, which we all know, is upstairs or downstairs, depending on where you're going. No air <laughs> so conditioner. So basically anywhere in the club. <laughs> right. <laughs> anywhere in the club where there's no air conditioner, and you know that's usually where they put us. What I'm trying to just, I, the, the, the 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 white folks just, the, and the nigga music. And the nigga this and the nigga that and the were they really saying nigga? The yes, and, and and singing along and really having a great time. Which wow. I, I guess you know at the end of the day, you come out to have a good time, right? Sure. You come out to sing along, dance along, have a good time with your friends, turn up, get fucked up, all that. I'm here for it, you know. All I'm saying is, <laughs> this particular night, that was just something that. I kept noticing I couldn't just have a good time. I couldn't just get my two step into my song or it was just something that I was constantly noticing. And I guess it was bothering me. Mm. So I'm kind of just like sitting with that and trying to, to deal with that. I think this whole, I don't know, maybe I'm feeling different about the word nigga. No, I feel like that's super valid because as white people, yeah, you want to have a good time, but why do you need to have a good time at, somebody else's expense at a black person's expense like you saying the word nigga like why why do white people want to say it so like we always come back to this question right why do white people want to say nigga so bad Mm -hmm. like why do you want to be it's not a a matter of inclusion y'all created this word to make us feel like nothing it was really a word used to degrade the shit out of us so when we reclaim the word now it's like oh yeah let me use it too girl no bitch sit back you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm it's, so you have a right to feel Some type the way, of way you do. Yeah. I think it's definitely something to be said. You got a lot to be mad about. <laughs> <laughs> and this could be a, t- a future topic, but I think it's definitely something to be said about the mainstream use of the word nigga and how that impacts our interactions um, in our communities and with our friends, right? Because we have friends who are not all black, mm-hmm. right? Um, and people enjoy hip-hop. People enjoy rap and and. I get it. I understand it. Like it's, especially when you're trying to turn up, pop your booty, and you know everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to be a part of it. I guess the use of the word nigga in rap songs in spaces where black people can feel uncomfortable, and you layer that with all the other micro and macro aggressions that we have to deal with on a daily basis. And I feel like that's the reason why we really have a problem with that. We have a problem with all lives matter. We have a problem with a lot of shit in this country. And I guess until white folks really start understanding and saying, okay, like we see where we're wrong. We see where we have not listened and we're willing to, we want to go in this direction. 
I, I'm just not here for it. Yeah. I'm not here for the appropriation and the disrespect. Like, I'm just not. I'm just not. And then on top of that, you got to deal with the fucking bouncers. They're so militant. I mean, like, the bouncers act like it was 5,000 applicants, and they were they made it down to the final 10, and then, and then they had to go through another elimination process, and then that one bouncer got picked, and he is at the fucking front door giving everybody the hardest time of their this life. Like we all spent four hours to get here. We all had long weeks. We got dressed up. We got our little coins together. We, got, we called our friends. We ignored the ones who we knew was going to be on CP time, and we got it together. We got out the house. We got to the damn club, and then what do we have to deal with your stink ass and your stink attitude who on any given night you don't want to let certain people in you want to let other people in you want to have a dress code you don't want to have a dress code like what the fuck mm. then you got to go in and wait 10 minutes for a drink while people bump into you you know one thing I really can't stand <sighs> find your space in the club and on the dance floor and leave people alone Leave people alone. You're not the only one in the club. Stop flailing your arms, flapping your legs like you a chicken. You, I mean, we're all. It's like 500 other people in the club trying to enjoy the night. (laughs) So I'm hearing all of this, and you know, in my spirit, my cash, uh, my cashier is in here pulling up receipts. And so you said this was Saturday. Yes. Okay. What time? You know, the witching hour. <laughs> the witching hour, because bitch, a birdie told me that you were invited to a uh, rooftop silent party that I wound up at, and I yeah, was like, "Where's Eric?" Tickets. Mm. tickets sold out. Tickets sold out. Tickets sold out. I didn't out, have not one ticket, but the Lord led me through for free. Are you serious? I'm very serious. So I should just. Well, this is the thing. Like, by the time I completely forgot about that party invite. <laughs> And I had already made plans. Okay. Because I was just like, where's Eric? And then I'm when I remember, I was like, oh, shit. And then tickets were sold out. So I just oh, didn't go. Okay. But well, I missed you on Saturday. I missed you too. And you would have probably had a better time because I felt no flavor. I would have had a better time. I, I literally think. met some of your friends that I didn't even meet when you were in this space. And we'll talk about that. They're so cute. You have really cute friends. Oh. Yeah. I wonder who you met. You have really cute friends. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> We're all single. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I think all of my friends were. I'm single, single too, but that's not a friend I would hook up with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which one though? There were many. You said this. Then. We'll talk. Okay. Yeah. You call my machine. I'll call yours. I will. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to come to your studio? You really want me to come in? Yeah. <laughs> but nah. Um, besides that, I'm back on my tennis tip. After like a week off, I kicked ass on the tennis court. Do you hear me? I whooped yes, this guy's better. ass, and it felt great. I was I was off the court like a week and a half. I just knew he was going to rip me a new one, but it felt good to get out there. And I have to say, as a you know, as demanding physically the sport is, and how much running you do, and after about an hour and a half, two hours of doing it, you are quite exhausted. Yeah, but it feels great. Awesome. So yeah, that, that's been my week, and I'm planning my housewarming. So yay, excited! Since you didn't cook your white mac and cheese, bitch, I feel like I have that shit up too much chicken. now. And now, now like, in, 
<laughs> I need you to do it for my housewarming. People have been really like talking about this jerk chicken and bake my and this white macaroni and cheese, and now mm. I feel like maybe I hyped this shit up too much, mm. and I don't want to be embarrassed. No, you did, and that's why I'm bringing it up again. So can you make? Well, that I take happen? it back. Thanks. Thanks. Never. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a date. Yes, yes, I'm excited for it. So what's been going on with you? Nothing. I'm here. Yeah. Um, I feel like I say that every week. It's so annoying. Um, but I'm super tired, as always. But like, yeah. I'm so grateful. So we are in 2017. We are in July, about to be in August, low key. Right. And I think for a lot of the year, I don't know if this is anybody else's experience, but like, we really work hard to manifest things. And I think I've finally come in various aspects of my life to like points of manifestation. And I'm just so grateful to see, like, just how I've grown in thought, how I've grown in action, um, how things, how I'm beginning to kind of reap the different harvests of, like, the seeds that I've sown. And I guess we'll talk about that later on in the show. But although I am dead dog tired and I'm also as broke as a joke, <laughs> I am just so grateful for the opportunities that have come my way. I'm, I'm here. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm so here. grateful for the risks that I'm like taking, and yeah, I'm grateful for this space, this podcast space with you. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Speak you didn't think I was? It. Speak on it. You did too much. Tell the people how you feel. No, Full I do disclosure. not like Eric. Let us just. I actually hate you from the bottom of my core. You so stank. <laughs> just kidding. No, I really no. I just really appreciate this. A lot of people, um, may not know. Or those who have been listening at, to the Hung Up Pod from day one know that this show did not always start with me and you, right? I was about to say day one or day eleven. <laughs> but literally, like we went through ten um, episodes before you actually, or maybe nine, because you were on one of them, one of the ten. But like this show was not me and you from the jump, right. and the fact that like you were able to just like come in and realize that this was a passion of yours and we were able to still like keep this ball rolling. It's not something small and I really just want to affirm you and thank you for Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank wow. you for saying this is really sentimental. I wasn't so early in the show. That. This is too much. Yes, <laughs> no, I really do appreciate you. No, you don't understand. That's that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool because you're right. This has been this is, has been and will continue to be a very therapeutic very enriching experience and just to share um this type of thing with someone you really care about once a week every week and we're recording right now Mm -hmm. but it keeps us so connected throughout the week up into the recording day so it's um it is nice and it makes me feel better like a lot of people again (laughs) we're like so raw today but before coming into these shows, like, I come straight out of work or I come straight out of school and mm-hmm. I'm, like, just not a person. Like, Eric spends, like, a good hour with me just being shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so just to, I don't know, it just, oh, it feels so good. It feels so dope being here with you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just move into the topic. And it's so, we talked about, like, two different things already. And I feel we like... We had three topics. Yeah, we had, like, 10,000 <laughs> topics already. But um, last week, Eric, when we talked about masculinity, one thing that you kept saying is, like, evolved thoughts. Great so conversation. Yeah, it was 
effing amazing. <laughs> I love how Two we hype ourselves but, up. Huh? I love how we just hype ourselves up in all things. Like, that was great. We did it. <laughs> it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I really, we have to videotape one of our shows. Eric is sitting here like, yes, this is not a joke. <laughs> we are actually the Speaking best Speaking of thing. which, we, we really are. Well, maybe not the whole, well, you guys will see. More to come. I do appreciate Keep us. I feel like we should media. have an episode, though, where we talk about, like, different podcasts. And we talk about different... Us. Different podcasts that we like. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Because me having a love for what we do is really a universal love for this. Mm-hmm. So there are so many other podcasts that I enjoy yeah. listening to. Um, I would love to collaborate with Loki. I would too, yeah. and I feel like the more we do this and the more we're having a conversation about it, mm-hmm. we will collaborate, whether that's on the mic, off the mic, yeah. both. Cool. I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to exploring this whole new world. And um, I think it, and just going back on what you were saying, how great this is, I think it's great because we, we can really, like, you guys, we're really opening ourselves up. Uh, yeah, and but it's like causing the more a lot of episodes, healing. huh? It's like allowing us to heal in various facets. Yeah, our it is. It is, and I hope it's the same for people who are listening, or at least you know, you guys are appreciating us being vulnerable and transparent because it's only going to get better. Yeah, and don't be afraid to email us. I will say that again. Email us at hunguppod at gmail.com because I'm going to call out a couple of you, not by name, but by just generalization. Because they be sending you stuff in that a email. A lot of you will be like, oh, can I send this in? And I'm like, send in what you want. You know what I mean? We are happy to talk about it because honestly, as our stories are relatable to people, I think your stories will also set people free or at least set us free so hey come on now yeah give a testimony that's literally my life's passion and goal to set people free through a story but f all that (laughs) let's get back into the topic (laughs) so last week you talked about um you just kept mentioning evolved thought and i was like well let's not play around about it like let's talk about something that forces people to think or makes people like do a double take right And so this week I wanted to talk about something I titled Side Chicks and Open Relationships, or in our case, Side Gays and Open Relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that is corny as fuck, but that tickled me so much. (laughs) I was not ready for that. I was tickled, okay? Relationships. Relationships. All right, I'm going (laughs) to... That was great. No, that was great. That was great. It's hilarious. <laughs> Relationships. That tickled me, child. Okay. Can you spell it for the people? Yes. L. Uh, uh, L. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. Doesn't R E L A T I O N S H A Y S. Okay. It's like some of y'all's names, so don't clown it. Hashtag relationships. <laughs> relationships. Yes. It's cute. Hashtag it. Yes. Yeah, hashtag it and tell us about maybe not yours, but you can say it was your friends. Even Ooh, though we know you it's yours. Tell us, about, tell us about your relationship. You could say it's your friends though. Ooh, but we'll know that spicy. it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reason why 
the reason why I thought this would be a good conversation is because um, we mentioned, did it, was it last week or the week before I mentioned that my homegirl Sabrina came in town from um, Georgia? I felt like the week before. It was the week before? Yeah, and like we actually came to your place and like got super drunk on... Hey. Excuse me, super drunk on a Sunday, which is essentially a school night. Yeah. And I was no good on that Monday. Yeah. So thank you, Sabrina, yeah. for getting me trashed. Um, but we were driving in the car. I was riding her around Philly. Um, we were on the way to brunch, and then we decided to come to you. But there was one point where, I'm not going to lie, she threw me off guard. I was just like, so she was just, she was saying, we were talking about SZA and we were talking about Jay-Z and like their different albums that came out. Yeah. And she was like, have you heard The Weeknd? And I was just like, yeah, girl, I love that song. She was like, oh, okay, because you remind me of that song. And I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, what you mean? And she was just like, you know, first and foremost, listening to the podcast, although we're friends, I think I know you on a different level because who you were in undergrad and who you were even after undergrad, you never talked about any of the stuff you talk about on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that struck me was your openness or your willingness to kind of explore relationships that are not, that are not orthodox or not mm -hmm. common. Mm -hmm. Right. So for example, um, from some of the conversations that she took from the podcast, she sees me as a person who, is open to kind of being with someone who may or may not have someone else. And oh, that made me that. think a little bit. I was just like, ooh, well, is that a positive or a negative, right? And not from her, but I'm just like, for me looking at myself, is that a positive thing or a negative thing? Mm -hmm. And at first I was just like, oh, maybe you're a side hoe. Maybe you're positioning yourself to be one, right? But then I realized, not realized, but like, I thought to myself, there are two things I really don't believe in. Hoes in general, like I don't believe in the label hoe. I believe in being sexually explorative um, as much or as little as you'd like. And I don't believe in side chicks. I don't believe in side niggas. I don't believe in side gays. I don't believe in side anything. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I say that is because I think as a society, we like to position different people as a side piece, as a side whatever. But when, it come, when you look at the relationship in a larger context, you're not really a side you are in a completely different relationship. You're quite a whole, but it's a different maneuvering. It's a different type of vibe of relationship that you have with this person who may have someone else. Hmm. And so, I don't know. I just don't think there's anything side about a side piece. And before we go any further into this, I definitely want to be clear. I'm In this conversation, I'm not necessarily advocating for adultery <laughs> or cheating. I don't want anybody to walk away from this and be like, oh, P. Ryan or Eric, you know, are okay with being, you know, in... Well, I ain't say it. Okay, you didn't say so it. No, <laughs> so let me own my words. I'm just you know, I don't want people to think that, oh, P. Ryan is, you know, this, all about this side life, so I can go cheat on my person. I'm not saying that at all. If you are married, you've made a commitment, right? So I think you need to be committed to that commitment. If you have signed up for a monogamous relationship, I think you need to stick to that. I don't condone cheating. Um, I am strictly talking about my world and dating or our world and dating and kind of toying with like a social alternative to what the norm has been created for me as a single man. 
if that makes sense. Isn't the question usually, though, why, right? If someone gets cheated on, they want to know why. So I think it is, you know, it does say something to have a conversation mm. about this topic. While we're not advocating for adultery, these things happen. And I feel like the question is usually, well, why? Yeah. Why did that happen? And mm. I think having these type of conversations as taboo as they could be or risque or however you want to, you know, categorize it. Yeah. It's, it's legit. I mean, it's, it's really going on and going back on how you kind of open the conversation and open the topic since I wrote this song the weekend, which is popping right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So that must mean people not only like the song, but they can relate to it. Yeah. Isn't that how artistry usually works? That is. Um, but even SZA said, and I really would love us to touch on this whole why piece, but even SZA says she's not about this side life, right? She explained right. the meaning of the song, and it was basically like, the, the part that people are really into is, my man is my man is your man. Her, that's her man too, right? So you got three different women, or allegedly women, we don't know, and this man is all of their men, right? And she's recognizing that. And in essence, she's realizing this man is for everybody. This man is not necessarily mine. But I always think, is that something wrong? And I know she wasn't necessarily saying that was wrong. She's just processing her feelings being in this somewhat triad or quad of a relationship. And this is why I say that there's not really anything side about a side piece, right? Because she said explicitly you're his nine to five. You have him throughout the weekdays. But when the weekend comes, he laid up here with me. So we have two different spheres. We have two different spaces. We, we, we maneuver in two di- very different relationships. And I think they might be just as valid. And But then she goes on to say, well, I could actually use some more, more of that. time. Yeah. So yeah. How, I'm wondering how she's feeling are you feeling like a side chick because you're asking for more time? Mm-hmm. Would let's, you be asking for more time if you weren't that, a side though. chick? Because I think for her, though, when we when she talks about that, I need a little bit more of that. Da, 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 mm-hmm. She, it seemed very sexual, and I think a lot of times we paint these we call the extracurricular or side piece relationships as strictly sexual, right? But. I think somewhere in the music and somewhere in our lives too, this whole sexual piece somehow gains emotion, right? And I think with these quote unquote, I use side relationships even though I don't really necessarily believe in them. I feel like there's some intimacy there. And when she says she wants more, it may not be she wants a full-time man to be in her life, but she wants somebody to respect the relationship maybe in the way that in the way that she respects it. I was going to say, is there power in acknowledging that her man is her man, is her man, is my man? Mm-hmm. Is there power in acknowledging things for what they are, if that's the case? I definitely think there is. And I think it normalizes something that so many people 
whether or not they want to admit it, might want to try out or sign up for, but are afraid to do so because they've been taught for so long monogamy is the number one way. And I think, especially for black people, take the gay out of it, right? For black folks, monogamy has not always been our number one lifestyle or a number one route of progression or it has not just been it has not always been our norm Mm -hmm. so let's we always tap into a little academic or research standpoint um i really did some research on the topic and really looked into just like polygamy and polyamory in the black community and really before africa was colonized there were various cultures within the continent that practice polygamy, that practice polyandry. And for those who don't know, polygamy is a man having multiple wives. Polyandry is, sorry, I said polyamory before, excuse me, that's kind of synonymous with polygamy. But polyandry, (laughs) um, a woman having multiple male partners. Now, back in the day, it was very much a resource-based thing, right? So for a man to have multiple wives, Uh, before colonization, children were seen as kind of like a currency. So the more children you have, the wealthier you were deemed to be. Because why? You have to have wealth to take care of these children, right? right? right. Um, And so as a man has increased wives, he has increased kids, he seems as wealthier and wealthier. Um, On the flip side, for women, a woman would take up multiple husbands really to handle her different affairs. So if you think of like a queen bee and like the worker bees, she would be the queen bee and she would have one man manning her cattle, one man over her finances, one man taking care of the home and she's like resting easy and also the very dick. So shout out to (laughs) the polyandry lifestyle from back (laughs) in the day. But I say all that to say like back in the day, we as a community were wired to a point where we were okay with have, it was normal to have different partners because they fulfill different needs what makes us different today like i can understand how a side quote-unquote can have feelings right Mm -hmm. because they've created a relationship with this person who have has multiple partners but this person has multiple partners why because he or she has multiple needs what's wrong with that Unless you, you know, taking away the fact that you've committed to monogamy or you've, you know, you're in a marriage. If you haven't done either of the two, what's wrong with having multiple partners? I'm just sitting here thinking that religion has something to do with society, the way society is organized. Come on and speak on it. Go ahead. I feel that religion is, to an extent, it can be argued as being needed because Mm -hmm. You do need order in society to an extent, right? We don't want people running amok and all these different type of things happening. But I just think that one, when when it comes to religion, I think it's very, when it comes to relationships, religion usually, and no matter what your denomination is or what you think or, or what your belief is, I believe, you know, religion usually looks at relationships as being sacred. Um, sure. Unless there are, I guess, some religions, right, mm-hmm. that are, you know, where people practice polygamy, mm-hmm. right? I don't. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. And this is not to overshadow any other religions, but what's a predominant religion in this country? 
two religions really come to mind. Okay. Catholicism and Christianity. Okay. So, in essence, we live in a very Judeo-Christian society. Mm-hmm. How many wives did Jacob have? Child. Didn't he have quite many. a few? Quite a few. Yeah. Let's even start... We're not even going to touch on all the handmaidens and concubines, but the simple fact that he worked seven years for Rachel but received Leah in the Old Testament. We, we get into the Bible, y'all. <laughs> all right? And got her. By our standards today, Leah's it is done. Even if he did not love her, she served the function of being his wife. She served the function of bearing him children, which she did. She bared him a lot male sons right Mm -hmm. so he was gucci he still worked or i don't want to misquote the bible but he still did what he needed to do to incorporate rachel into his life the favorite of his wives those two sons that she bore for him benjamin and joseph his two favorite sons it kind of goes back again these two women forgetting all the other wives and concubines that he had they serve two different purposes. So it's in the history. It's in the history, it's even there. from a religious standpoint. Is it society's perception of it that mm-hmm. says, okay, one man, one woman? Because mm-hmm. I know we're talking. So many people quote that one and one, right? One and one. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? I have no idea. Like, I, I think that's very interesting because. And I think we also, as human beings, mm-hmm. we are very um, much attached to people, right? We need connections to survive and we need relationships with people in order to function. Yeah. Is it something that's kind of programmed in us to where we want or desire some, you know, many people want or desire one person and that one person only and do not want to share where does that where does that need to connect with one person and that one person to give you everything? And when that person doesn't, devastation, right? And heartbreak and, See, and sadness and sorrow. And that's where, where the does that come from? happens because it's just like, do we have a need to connect with only one person? Or do we recognize that we connect with multiple people, but because of how we have been raised and nurtured and because of how we have been programmed, we think, okay, it's literally one person and then done. But meanwhile, I think that we do, whether we acknowledge it or not, have different people in our lives and we use them for different reasons. And it manifests. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, we are doing it. Sure. (laughs) And I think it manifests at the end of the day, right? So that's why we have so many people down the line who have been in years-long relationships and are just like, I'm actually not in love with you. Mm. I'm in love with maybe the two other people I fell in love with prior to you and I still haven't gotten over that. Or I'm not in love with you. I've fallen in love with someone down the road who I didn't think I would meet because I was 35 and needed to get married to one person. Like, you know what I mean? There's so many dynamics to this. It's just like, I think, again, this is just an evolved thought episode. We should really consider whether or not we can have different people in our lives who... And, and still nurture these very intimate, these very, like, somewhat... Re- they are relationships. These relationships with multiple people I think it, in it, our it, lives. While it is an evolved thought, I think it's happening and unfolding right before us. Mm-hmm. As we, you know, offline, we have these conversations about single life and dating and how tough it is. Mm-hmm. And how a lot of men, a lot of gay men, 
you know, struggle with commitment, mm. that may be why people are tapping into that feeling inside where I don't want to commit to just one person. Yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to even lie to myself or lie to that one person to say, I'm going to commit to you. Yeah. Um, that may be, that may shed some light on, you know, why dating can be a little tough as we are evolving as people, we are evolving as men, we are evolving as a gay community, we are becoming more woke, we are becoming more in tune with our emotions and our senses, and I think you just raised a great point. It's just this coming to this understanding that we may not always want one person or need one person. And I think this is a perfect time to just incorporate, not even just for gay men, but for straight men too. I am not advocating for deception. I think where we go wrong in like a lot of our relationships, um, say that you know, you're in a relationship with one person and you mm-hmm. choose to quote unquote step out or you choose to seek the companionship of someone else is that we automatically feel that if we want to have these multiple relationships, if we want to, you know, explore intimacies with different people in different ways, because whether or not you want to admit it, the way I'm intimate with person A is not the way I'm intimate with person B. And that's why it feels so good to have these multiple, you know, these multiple pairings. But I think the way we go about it is so unhealthy because we feel like we can't be open to person A about person B. And so that's how the cheating the lying, the deception. the lying, the deception happens. Yeah. And I think no matter how you slice it, that lying, that cheating, that deception, it's not fair to the person you I was going to say, that's where the with. heartbreak, the okay. disappointment comes from. It's not healthy at all. And so, again, I'm definitely not advocating for it. But if someone has the urge to be with multiple people, or if someone happens to be in a relationship here and years or months or days down the road finds themselves attached to some to the other person over there this ex this exploration you should have the chance to do it and so i guess it brings us to another question in this conversation how do you feel about open relationships and really having like communication with the partner that i guess you facilitated something with first and saying you know if something happens down the road why not one of us try it out hmm. how do you feel about that an open relationship? Open relationships. Wow. <laughs> I think, so I will just say, I think it's a good way, especially take marriage out of it because neither one of us are married. I can't speak from a married person's perspective. But I think it's a great way when you are in your 20s, when you're in your 30s of like weeding out and really finding out who you want to be for the rest of, who you want to be with for the rest of your life. If your goal is to find that monogamous pairing, I really feel like being open and finding intimate bonds with multiple people is a great way of like figuring out your boundaries, figuring out what you want, figuring out what you don't want and really taste testing and having like a, in a way, a cake testing of different people until you really find that one who is as close to what your ideal is. Well, Could be wrong. I mean, where's the harm in trying it out? Where, That's really what yeah, I'm coming And exploration is scary, so I can see why a lot of people may not want to. But that's the that's it. Where's the harm? I don't really know if I would. I mean, you know. Yeah. Don't answer that question yet. It's coming. Okay. I will say though, someone who listened to the show, 
um, he and I went out for drinks this past weekend. And he's a straight man. So, hey, shout out to the straight men listening to our show. <laughs> What's up? Um, when he first relocated to Philly from the DMV area, hey. um, he got into a relationship with a woman. But she was in an open relationship. And he is a guy who, I, I effing love this young man, actually, because he's so open with his emotions and he can be so vulnerable. And he told me, like, you know, I catch feelings really quickly. Right? And I'm not afraid to express them. And he was disappointed, though, in this relationship because when he communicated those feelings to the woman that he was dating, she basically said, you know, thank you for feeling this way, but I'm not going to ever be able to feel for you what you feel for me because I have this person who I am in a very, very committed, let's say even married relationship with, but he just is okay with me exploring other options. So, do you hmm. think the risk of being bummed out on the fact that your investment level might not be the same as the other person's is a reason to hang up on um, relationships that are open or being with someone in an open relationship? I think it depends on what you need at that particular time. That Tell might work why. for you. That might work for you. Yeah. Not having that... Because being in a relationship with another person, like... You know, as a lot of us know, that's a, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something in particular that you're looking for. Maybe it's something that you need. Maybe you have everything else in line, but there's a couple of things that are not in line that you need someone to help you adjust once or twice a week, and then that's all you want. Mm -hmm. I think whatever works for you, I, I think that, you know, with this conversation I would just want to empower people to be open with themselves and honest with themselves and communicate with the people that they love because we can have the things that we want and that we desire you just have to be honest about it um, and be forthcoming because I think and we've kind of tapped into that in this conversation a lot of people feel this way that they just don't feel like they're in a safe space to talk about it because not a lot of people want to talk about it and be honest. So be honest that, you know what? I wouldn't mind being in a three-way relationship or I wouldn't mind, well, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to go as far as saying dating a married man. Oh, no, no, no. Because we haven't said that. That'll get you caught up. Resist we, the devil and we, he will we flee from you. We did not say that. That's in the word. No, we no, no. We did not say that. We don't want y'all out here getting... Because, listen, you'll end up on the ID channel. Don't get it twisted. For real, for real. <laughs> we're not talking about no married nothing, okay? But don't we are saying somebody channel. in an open relationship. And when we say married, you know, it's somebody in a married relationship yeah. who their partner has not agreed for them to be open. Like, we're not saying any of that ish, okay? But, but we do know it happens. Where people are married and, that's not and they what this decide is about. to go and, and get I'm them... And I'm not about to condone that. Apollo, well, away from me with that. Well, if they go and get, if a married couple talks to each other and they consent and they then go and get a partner. I don't think there's anything partner, wrong with it. Yeah. So that's why. And I think y'all should be able to go out to brunch together. That's why my answer to that question was, listen. Yeah. If it works you. for you, mm -hmm. then, then go for it. Absolutely. And I think where I started to think when he was telling me this story, I was thinking about how many monogamous relationships are there that one person invests way much more than the other. Right, because they don't even know they're in one. Yeah. There's so many relationships where one person is giving their time, their effort, oh, sometimes their finances. I'm thinking monogamous. 
Huh? I had it backwards. I'm sorry. What? Repeat your point again about being Well, no, being I was in... saying that there are so many monogamous relationships. Right. Like just one, two people saying right. we are together, where one person literally gives their everything and they're not reciprocated, right? The other person is giving maybe 25%. But yet, we as a society at large never give up on those monogamous pairings. So why should we completely cast off maybe the potential of like an open situation because the person who is dating us or and dating someone else may not yeah. give us what we need. It's really completely. interesting. You know what I mean? And being a miserable ass relationship. Yeah, if we're not going to give up on one, why not week? take the risk on the other? And I think what can really change the the levels of investment between both parties, one is communication. I think with this guy when he talked about how he found, he had so much feelings for this person and at the end, those feelings were not matched. What would it have been if he had addressed those feelings from the jump? Like, I love asking people, like I'm asking for a job interview. So what are we doing here? What are your expectations? And I know sometimes it may come off like as me being, I don't want to say like a bitch per se, but like it may come off as me just being like quick and to the point and not really trying to like pussyfoot around. But I'm really not. I want to know what are we jumping into before we jump into it? And if you don't know, say you don't know. If you have an idea, give me that idea and let me see if my boundaries align up with those. You know what I mean? And I think it really creates just like a mature understanding of a relationship, of a potential love, of a potential strong bond that we might have. I also think it like, it takes maturity to get in such a pairing. This is not for everybody. And I'm not gonna act like it is, you know what I mean? Open relationships aren't for everyone because we really have to deconstruct some of the things we know about relationships today. In a duo, you are mine, I am yours, right? You should not be able to go X, Y, Z unless I trust you to go X, Y, Z. And when I look at those type of dynamics, it's really a power thing. It's like when we're in a relationship, I have power over you, you have power over me. But when the rules change and it becomes I'm dealing with somebody in like an open space, I lose power. You know what I mean? Like I I literally give up power. So are you saying like being in a relationship monogamous mm-hmm. and then at some point someone wants more that well, other person is losing power is that what you're well, saying not at some point someone wants more i'm just i'm just comparing the two dynamics mm-hmm. right so in a monogamous relationship i really do feel like the two individuals have power over each other in the sense that it's sexy to me yeah i mean that's fine yeah i think i kind of like it too i'm not i'm not anti-monogamy at all like you know what i mean that, that shit is hot it but is. you know it's it's really just like you are mine i am yours there's yeah. in a way there's an ownership but when it comes into when it when you bring a third party or multiple parties into the relationship and it's just like oh i'm not just yours i am this other person yeah. you know what i mean the ownership dissipates and then ownership doesn't even become a factor. And so that's why I feel like it takes a mature I was going to say, person. can people handle that? A lot of people can't. And maybe, I think it's not that they can't handle it, but I think what a lot of us, and I will include myself in it, can't handle sometimes is the fact that a relationship at the end of, uh, at the, end of the day is not about ownership. It's about exploring the dynamic of the relationship. Whether it be duo, whether it be multi-partnered, so is that going back to the whole point of the song? We, My, we, there's power in acknowledging that you don't own anyone. Yeah. 
You don't own anybody. But I think when it comes to one-on-one relationships, monogamous relationships, mm-hmm. you forget that. And so... As good as it gets. Yeah, and these somewhat You'll be at the tip. or these someone side chickish relationships, mm-hmm. it, it gives us a wake-up call like, oh, Look how fragile you are, though, and vulnerable you are in a relationship, Mm -hmm. especially during that quote-unquote honeymoon (laughs) phase, right? You're head over heels. Y'all fucking every day, twice a day. You can't stop thinking about him. Just think of, like, how vulnerable you are. Yeah. And how much emotion we put. Excuse me. I keep taking these breaks because... (laughs) I don't know if I was trying to hold back a burp. Oh, you're Belgian. You're like me. Yeah, <laughs> Remember how like, I have like a Belgian I didn't want people hearing it. Yes. But I was trying to get this point out. <laughs> I'm trying to get it out. Come on out of there. <laughs> Come on out of this closet. <laughs> we are the Salokas. We are the Salokas. <laughs> and we will serve this dinner with our hand held high. Even if it kills us. You are not going to quote Kingdom Come on today. Eric, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sharice! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this closet's taken and you can't have it! Right. Y'all, if y'all do not watch Kingdom Come by now, we are on episode nine and we have talked right. about this show Every for how episode. long? <laughs> you have to do yourself a service and watch Kingdom Come. That's all I have oh to say. Oh my gosh. Who built this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Vanessa Williams. Oh, wait, not Vanessa Williams. Oh, my goodness. Don't let me not do that to her. Vivica A. Fox. Give it to Vivica. Give her her. V's. Two different V's, two different she's. Okay? (laughs) Let me just say, like, shout out to Vivica, baby girl. Child, now you know you have a point to get to in this conversation. But (laughs) I just wish you would have left her face alone. Eric, I'm not about to stay and deal with you. All right. What were you saying? Going back to the point of the song. Yes. There is power in acknowledging that you do not own the person that you are head over heels in love with and <laughs> lusting after and wanting every second of every day. How do you deal with that? <laughs> what? I'm having a moment because when you were like, you do not own. All I thought was Dreamgirls Beyonce. Why? Because you own me. <laughs> sorry. And I just, I'm sorry. I'm a distractor. I need to not distract the conversation. You're a mess. And that's when she's saying, listen. Right. <laughs> With all those well, thousands of pictures of her yes, on the wall. Like this. Right. <laughs> like, who really has a house like that? Well, no. How does that feel? I'm sorry. Let's get back. How does that feel? I don't know how that feels because I never really had that realization. One, because I never really had a relationship, but, or one that was like monogamous. Oh, wait. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what? Let me just keep my business to myself. So. I don't know. <laughs> Long story short, I don't know how that feels. Cause I don't. And I wonder th- how the people listening feel. Um, and please send your comments to hungapod at gmail.com. I honestly don't know what it is to realize that you don't have power over someone. Because when I enter relationships, though, I really don't seek to have power over you. I really want us to build something that is mutually beneficial, where we both can grow. I'm gonna power over you in that bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Even that, I'm quite submissive. Well, I'm a pleaser. I'm a giver. I'm a wear me outer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait. So, what was that last okay. comment? I said what I said. Anyway, I really don't. Yeah, I never Dirty really got a good snipe right power. up out of the hood. <laughs> I'm not a good snipe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nasty you don't call me out my name, okay? <laughs> right. Nephew was pissed. She was. She walked away. Y'all, we are not gonna ever answer this question. Take so this let's just move on. Off of me. <laughs> let's do a final. Well, actually, let's touch back on. You said there was a why, right? What was your why back in the? So in the beginning, when we started this conversation, I'm just thinking about when we are confronted with this when we're in a monogamous, monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. And you're confronted with being cheated on. The question is usually why, right? Mm. So I just felt like having this conversation is a great way. It's just a healthy way to start talking about why. And I'm sure a lot of people are in their social circles, but I think it is something to talk about. That, you know, we don't own each other. A lot of people say, oh, all men cheat. Everybody cheats. Well, is it cheating cheating or is it it something else? Yeah, or is it that all men actually have the... Because, you know, in society, men are given greater privileges than women, right? We live in a very patriarchal society. Is it that all men cheat or that all men are able to... Not Maybe both sexes recognize that they desire more from the one person that they're with, but men have the opportunity to seek that out. Unfortunately, a lot of the times it comes out in deception, but yet at the core, they are able to act on the fact that they seek out different things from different people. And I think it goes back to that why. Why do people seek out multiple relationships? There are different aspects of themselves that different people fill. Again, I'm not saying everybody needs to be polyamorous or everybody needs to have multiple partners. I'm not even saying my, I will have multiple partners throughout my life, like, you know, as we'll get to later on in the show, but it's just like recognizing these needs creates for a better understanding of how we function as individuals. And I feel like the deception comes from and you hear this a lot, it's really the person is claiming that they're protecting the person that they love. It's not protection. I lied to you because I didn't want you to know what mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to lose you. It's a very selfish thing. Yeah. Right? You want to keep also this person, but you this also situation, Right. It's the situation <laughs> where you really just have this need to explore and we could even bring biological differences into this conversation, right? We know that women have eggs, not as many eggs as a man um, produces sperm over the lifetime. Like, men are producing sperm well into their 40s and 50s, right? Mm-hmm. Where women are, they stop. They have that biological clock, mm-hmm. and they only have but so many eggs. I don't really know how many, but... They, they, they have that limited amount and then they have that limited amount of time and that time went on to actually have a kid where men have millions and millions and millions of sperm, which mm-hmm. I've heard the argument is that men just naturally, well, biologically have that desire to have multiple partners yeah. because biologically they can... They can. Yeah, so I'm going to ride with you down the road and then I'm going to take a ride. Right? All right, let's do that. Because I fucks with it somewhat. So, yes... On the man's side, men definitely, not even just like 
have a lot of sperm or produce sperm throughout their lifespan, but they are programmed in essence to spread their seed. So if you can spread your seed to multiple partners, greater chance of your bloodline continuing on, mm-hmm. right? On the flip Something side, our ancestors did, which is another reason why that is probably embedded in our DNA, is because sure. that is something that we did, we had to do to survive. Sure. It was a surviving mechanism but at a point in time in history. It also doesn't account necessarily for the like polyandry side, right? And we do have to acknowledge the fact that women, again, going back into our history, mm-hmm. also had multiple partners. So I mm-hmm. think the explanation for that could be, you know, this is a man-made construct, but it has been presented that women seek security in their partnerships. They seek someone who can provide in different aspects. I can see how a woman could want multiple male partners because the more male partners you have, the more your shit is on lock. The more, okay? the more you're secure. You could be at this one who maybe holds it down at the home, but you could be at this one who gives you a, a pop in separate bank account. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... I think for both genders, it's very. It's, it makes I think sense that is actually way. really interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's something I'm going to look into a little bit more. I like this whole idea of women taking on that role. Let me tell you, women need to rise up. Let these niggas know I can have multiple five of y'all to take care of them. Yes. Because listen, a woman, you know, especially our black women, women in general are queens. Yeah. And and it's not even having men take care of you, but it's really saying that like I am powerful. I am powerful. That's I, am I guess that's what I was trying to my, say. Yes. My queenly power to the Yes, fact and that, I'm deserving like, of having yeah, these I men fall at men. my motherfucking feet. Yeah, this man does this, yeah. this man does that, this man does that, and I'm still popping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. go ahead, black woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So final question, Bill. Where are you now? So, like, after this whole conversation, mm-hmm. we talked about SZA, we talked we talked about a whole bunch of shit low-key and, like, <laughs> all this time. Um, do you think you could ever consider an open relationship? Or, like, being with someone who's in an open relationship? I'll say that having this conversation has definitely opened my mind up a little bit more to talk about this i don't know how people are feeling that are listening this is just not something that i ta- have talked about I hope a lot guys aren't, like completely freaked out what'd you say i hope they aren't completely freaked out i hope not either i'm wondering you know how they feel about it and if they're having these conversations with their friends mm-hmm. i it's interesting and i think me and you talked about this a little bit yesterday on the phone being okay and this is probably gonna sound fucked up but whatever. Being okay doing something like that in your single context mm-hmm. yeah. versus the answer might be a little different or my thought process about how I'm going to deal with this if I'm in a commitment. A, mm, I can't say that word tonight. Yes, commitment. <laughs> <laughs> you better come through. Commitment. What alternative is? Commitment. Um, if you're in a committed. Oh, committed. Oh, true. I got it wrong too. monogamous relationship yes right and then you have to open your idea to having somebody come in as a third wheel i think that's two separate thought processes absolutely absolutely and i think that reflects on my answer right so how am i after this conversation i was a little so during this conversation or before i was a little afraid to even bring this talk up um because i never want to 
present myself incorrectly or have people have an idea of me that's not entirely me. So people are gonna talk about you. They talked about Jesus. They talked about Jesus, so of course they're gonna talk about me. They're gonna talk way. about you. And they have, okay. <laughs> so this is why we're here. And I was just like, all right, let's just talk about it. So I will say again, not one to condone adultery, not one to condone cheating, not really trying to be in that mess. Cause also that karma ain't cute. But right now my life at twenty six years old is literally a majority work, a majority school, a majority externship. I have very little hours in the day to even, like, hook up with, like, my family and friends, much less somebody in an intimate setting, right? So if I were to get into a relationship with someone at this point in my life, I could really see myself being scissors the weekend because it's just like, (laughs) hey, nigga, like, I only have the hours of Saturday night to, like, early Sunday morning to deal with you. So we could (laughs) kick it and vibe then. But I think it would be very selfish of me to be like, oh, you're mine for the whole week when I can barely keep up with text messages. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like I wouldn't at this point in my life when I'm in school, when I have so many things going on in the context of what my life is. I can't say that I'm opposed to maybe exploring something where it's a little open. Am I going to have to deal with the emotions that come on with that? And I'm not going to act like there aren't heavy ass emotions that come along with that. Absolutely, I'm going to have to. But, you know, how will I know what it's going to be like if I don't have that experience? You know? Yeah. Now, when 2021 comes around May and I'm graduated and a good 30 and I'm looking to have me a strong long-term boo and also get ready for the figuring out how many kids we're going to have, the song will change to, my man is my man is my man hurt. That's my man too. Okay. <laughs> Very monogamous. Okay. Yes. There will be no, there will be no open thing. Cause I feel like what I see for a long-term self is not an open relationship type of ordeal. So I think now is the time if ever I'm going to do it to test it out and see what happens. Monogamy is sexy. And I'm wondering people listening with how they feel about, open relationships and participating in one Mm -hmm. and the benefits, the pros and the cons of being in an open relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever considered it? Like, I'm like, please email us. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely like, if you have any reactions to this conversation, if you're just like, "Uh -uh, y'all ain't nothing but some hoes, let us know. (laughs) Or if you're just like, you know, this is something that I've talked about, but I never thought it would become a conversation. Again, hunguppod at gmail.com. We'd be happy to listen to you. This was a great conversation, Bill. It was. Very interesting. Yeah. You always bring these interesting subjects well, and Sean, topics. You know what we're trying to talk about? That's taboo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. All right. So let's get into our hung. Pop. 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 Hung pop, a hung pop, a hung pop, a hung pop, a. Okay, so first things first, kind of connecting to our conversation, Jada Pinkett and Jada Pinkett Smith said she's learning more. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> Eric's dog just accosted me, so I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> he literally just like jumped on me. I'm like, okay, it's that hung pop clapping. The dogs get stimulated. Okay, so Jada Pinkett Smith says she's learning more about her husband, Will. Oh. And so as you, a lot of us know, the two have been an amazing couple for the past 15 years, but 
A quote from Jada says, you think you know the person you're with after 15 years, but that's not true. I'm learning more. I'm just learning more and more about myself, and so is he. That's what this is all about, Mm. learning and growing together. Now, it's no secret that the two have been rumored to be in an open relationship. And I thought this was so interesting that this came out of the time that we're like talking about this. Do you think an open relationship helps with learning about not only yourself, but about learning about how you deal in relationships? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You put yourself in a situation, I'm going to see how this motherfucker react. Absolutely. See how you act. They're not like for everyone, but like I think they really give you a um, a testing, a moment of testing when it comes to boundaries and your communication skills throughout a space and time. So I'm happy that yeah. Will and Jada have lasted for 15 Determines years. Determines if you're going to be a lying ass. Who's that? Or if you're going to be open and communicate. Who said that? No, I'm just saying. Oh, I was just like, <laughs> I thought you said somebody said that. It shows you how this cabinet is having a test of the time. Huh? Test of the time. Yeah. Eric. You are not going to speak in Mr. Mumbles. Like, I can hear you. What would you say? Test him You always say that. But listen, when you play it back, you can hear me. Okay, so maybe I can't hear you. Even we right have now, people can hear me. You know, I'm mumbling. You can't really hear Mr. me because you got the headphones on. Okay, cool. Anyway, happy for Jada and Will. <laughs> shout out. Also, shout outs in order to Mother Beyonce and the twins. Um, and yo, she is like a working machine. I don't know why she working this much. But I guess she has three kids to give multiple millions to. Um, she's working on another <laughs> album. It's been rumored. And mm. I can just say that I'm working on the coins to get this front row ticket. I was about to say, we might as well start saving up now. Yeah, trust me, because I'm not sitting in nobody's nosebleeds. Like, I've... So, in St. Louis, I went on the Miss Carter World Tour. And that's... I wasn't in necessarily the nosebleeds, but I was, like, far and, like, on the, like, first row of the outside seating okay. on like the seating that's like the stadium more so mm-hmm. then i took my sister to the lemonade tour mm-hmm. whichever that was called and we sat closer and i was just like no i gotta be in front of beyonce like the entire time yeah i was in like section one something mm-hmm. uh, when Come i on, saw her lemonade yeah. and we were close but <clears throat> I would like to see, I would like to be a little closer, but... Before I get too old, like, you know what I mean? Beyonce's going to drop the album, the music discography, everything at 3.30 in the afternoon Oh, and I'll be awake. It's fine. And it's going to, as you would say, snatch all of our edges. Yeah, I'll walk out of work and be like, hey, girl, (laughs) will y'all listen to this album or not? (laughs) Start start saving your coins. Yes, because we go into that concert, okay? And I feel like this is the perfect age because we have enough stamina that we can last throughout a concert, maybe slap on some Nike Roshis or, like, some Air Maxes so our feet don't hurt. And we will be out there singing to every song. Listen, Listen, I'm going to stand. You hear me? good shoes i need water and i need a snack and you know she's good with them visuals <laughs> so like i have to be hype enough so that like i make it on one of these videos vocals ready well okay well don't we know it okay <laughs> now last <laughs> on the- <laughs> don't come for me okay don't, don't do me don't do me <laughs> Yo, shout out to Sabrina, my nigga, because uh, she was just, I remember back in the day, Sabrina had tweeted, she's low-key like a Twitter celeb of sorts. Nice. 
she tweeted what is like one of the favorite like what is one of your favorite quotes at this current moment to say and I had tweeted her back and was like don't do me and she's just like I've never heard of that but okay <laughs> I love me some Sabrina I stand shout out to Sabrina shout, shout, shout out oh my gosh nice. Cabernet Cabernet Savignon no tonight it's Pinot New. Oh my goodness, are we drinking Pinot Noir? Titus, you are here. We speak your name. We speak your name, Titus. Yes. So Which last... I actually like better than the copy, the um, Cabernet. Cabernet Sauvignon? Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, no, I love a Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir, <laughs> Shining Star. Pinot Noir. Caviar. Caviar. Wait, no, what else? Pinot Noir. Noir. Shooting, no, you said shooting star. I, said, I told Shed shooting star. <laughs> Shed, I sound like Liza Minnelli. I can't, I can't. Pina new. That's the gospel version. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Just getting in where you can fit in. Because I'm going to be singing in the background. Anytime you can sing. Remember that episode no. from Martin? Girl, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody knows that episode from Martin where You're not understanding what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're clear about that. That's then you can speak. Iyama, where is she? Did she just fall off? I don't <laughs> like how she, she just be ended <laughs> 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 Yo, Aaron just drops the mic. I don't like how Iyama just be just like dropping seasons like that. She just ended. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Did she drop off? Like, trust me. Iyama got them get them good. Oh, oh, yeah. So does Evan Lozada. That's why she can't be showing her ass on basketball wise. And he's not a part of the hung pot, but um, I heard Tyler Perry left on and he's going to BET. He is, he is. Yeah, that's all I have to say about this. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm sure we're gonna have some of the game revived. Oh, okay. Who knows? Anyway, not talking about the game, here's what I want to talk about in our last of the hung pop for my section. (laughs) <laughs> Love <laughs> because you know, I can't okay. talk about this next one that you both talk just about. Drew I that line I right can't. down I can't. the middle. Eric, this is my I cannot, side of the bed. Don't you come over here. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Love and hip hop Hollywood is back. Okay, and I didn't want to put up the link. Usually, I share with you all of the links to reference the stuff I'm going to talk about. But here's why I didn't put it up, and you will know soon. So, some of the cast members I want to talk about. Keisha Cole is going to be on it. My girl Keisha. Your girl Keisha. That's my because sister. let me let you know, Beyonce may have forgiven, but I didn't forget. Because at 2.12 p.m. on March 18th in 2003, <laughs> she had the nerve to tweet after Beyonce had uh, dropped Bow Down. She tweeted, can't stand when people are self-righteous when it's convenient. It makes them look good. L-M-A-O, exclamation point. But can still talk shit when convenient. She's too. talking to Siri. F O H, which means fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> you talking to Siri? You doing that voice type? No, that's what Keisha Cole words. said. And so she said that in response to B's bow down. Let me tell you something. First of all, point. <laughs> you didn't have no Destiny's Child. Okay. You weren't with Destiny and her children. You didn't have Dangerously in Love for. Uh, self-titled Listen, and for uh, not formation and lemonade. How dare you? The beehive came and stung that ass. Let up. me tell you, I didn't tweet her once, but Beyonce when she was at the uh, Essence Festival seeing grown women and she gave her that little look, I was like, we here, we are here, we see each other, Beyonce. And Keisha Cole got what she deserved. Now she's on Love and Hip Hop. 
acting a damn fool, trying to drop an album, but also dealing with a man who does not want her living up in her house. How do you feel when the tables turn? That's mm. karma. That's mm. karma. Leave be alone. She didn't call you. And Kelly Rowland said that she and the rest of Destiny's Child are too good to talk about it, but guess who's not? Me. I thought Keisha was working on some new music or something. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Keisha does have some good tunes. That said... Like new shit? Oh, well, I don't know about her new shit. But I will say that her past tunes, I'm not going to lie. Love never knew what I was missing, but I knew... You know it. I love it, okay? But I can't fuck with you because you really tried to come for Beyonce. I'm upset about it, okay? I'm pissed. That said... Shout out to her. Keep in mind that I said that she's dealing with a man who's living in her house who she's, I guess, working on like a divorce with or trying to separate from, right? Put a pin in that because I'm going to come back to it. Next on Love & Hip Hop, we have Ray Cunningham, right? I don't... Do you remember uh, College Hill? Uh, mm, Vaguely. Okay. I do. I'm familiar... I've heard of the show. I'm mm-hmm. familiar. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. So I Ray can't. was on College Hill. He was the first black, I would say, gay reality star to bless BET. And that was kind of his, like, storyline, the fact that he was gay. And one of his, like, most memorable moments was when, I think he, like, poured out Hennessy that somebody was drinking. It was, like, some big debacle over Hennessy. And that really started him, you know, getting his footing. <laughs> Anytime you pouring it out, yeah, that'll, that'll Yeah, pouring do it. it out and wasting it, of course, yeah. that'll bring news to us, okay? Yeah, yeah. And by us, I mean me and other the, the other Hennessy lovers. Now he's on Love & Hip Hop being... Where did he come from? From what I saw from the extended preview, he was playing the role of the Shady Queen. And I don't want to say where does he come from because Loki, he has a resume. He okay. was on Wii TV. He was, I think he was on E. He was on, a, he's been on a lot of like more commentary shows. He was on Roland Martin's show. Um, as a commentator. Mm-hmm. So he definitely has a resume, but I can say that I'm a little, well, from the extended preview, I'm a little disappointed because I think they gave him the role of being the shady queen on the show. He called somebody a Tasmanian devil and they tried to whip his ass. And I just like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to see him necessarily in like this fighting light. I think if you're going to be on a show like this, um, you know, you can shade people, but still keep it classy. But Is he fighting and, men or women? He's fighting men, another gay man on the show, which again, I think we have to watch the show to, well, not again, because I didn't say before, but we have to watch the show to see how it unfolds. But I don't think it's positive when it comes to black gay men. Mm. And also the, uh, he's light skin and the other gay man is dark skin. So I don't know if that's like a trope playing against each other, but we can deconstruct it when it comes. Now here's time for my surprise. A few weeks ago, (laughs) I don't know if it was on the show or if it was off air, you and I had a moment with one of, like, a a singer that we love, right? Mm. Guess who's going to be on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood for this season? Guess. Mm. You don't know who? Brooke Valentine. Stop it. You know what? I I almost started crying. She's going to be on? Do you remember a couple weeks ago when we literally obsessed over the fact that we loved Chain Letter? And it wasn't even Girl Fight. We loved, like, Cover Girl. I'm dying (laughs) of a broken heart. It wasn't even Girl Fight. (laughs) As long as you come home. Like, Brooke Valentine had fucking hits. She She was under Rock Nation. She was Uh, popping. Okay? She was popping. I saw her on Love & Hip Hop, and I was like, no. No. Because Love & Hip Hop, whether or not we want to admit it, is for either niggas who are super washed up, or it's for people who got their footing in, case in point, love her to death, Cardi B, 
right? She got her footing more as like a personality and then moved into music and really got popping. Mm-hmm. Even Remy Ma, like she's not necessarily washed up, but she's not even a part of the show really. So I don't think she really counts to show you what the demographic of this show is. Brooke Valentine, I'm like, girl, I know they're about to put you in some mess. Like, why would you even go on this shit, right? And it's crazy because I saw her, my spirit was on her. We talked about her. I then decided to follow her on social media. And she was just like, you know, left the music to follow my purpose. Is your purpose really loving hip hop? Yeah, like that's... Like what? Guess what her storyline is. She gave you some good vocals. I'm not going to lie. In the extended preview. What is it? Her storyline is that she's with a man, finna get married or like have a deeper relationship with him. She finds out that he's dating a paralegal who's helping him get out of a divorce so that he can be with the paralegal. And guess who she then tries to hook up with? Keisha Cole's man. You know what? Have a good what? day. The hunger pod is done. <laughs> because how what the fuck how sway so you're not gonna like sell us with... no music you're not gonna give us a chain letter part two right because that's but what you're I'm gonna sit for. here and get in some mess in that kind of mess that kind of mess is too much for me that's too much we had a full conversation about open relationships but that's not it that's not the way to go about it I'm just I'm over it and I just that's why I didn't put the link in because I wanted to talk about that what about you you have any hunk pop so I just wanted to briefly bring up, it's been all over the news, this whole stuff that's going on with R. Kelly. Okay, well, before you go, I'm going to just let people know that whole thing shook up my spirit. <clears throat> and so I'm probably not going to say any much. Like, it literally caused a shift in how I felt. I understand separating the artist from the art. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I cannot... And I think he's done, or he's been alleged to do so many things that I just can't sit still. Which is making you uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. So I'm allow you to. Which is crazy when you say like separating the artist yeah. from the artistry. Mm-hmm. He's on tour right now. Like he's he has like shows. Yes, I know he has like a Baltimore show scheduled. This some at some point, if he hasn't already in July later this month. Um, First, I just want to acknowledge that sexual abuse is not cool. Ever. Um, I watched the video of the father, the mm-hmm. sisters, and the, I don't know if that, what type of press conference that was, or if they were just interviewing them. They were in front of, I, I'm assuming that was the Atlanta home, because R. Kelly has multiple um, properties. They were in front of the home. The first thing I was immediately distracted by the father's appearance. He had on those sunglasses and that Bluetooth. And I'm just like, okay, you look suspect. You, you, you look like you up to something. Things that I'm not clear about when I'm watching this video are the girls being held against their will. The daughter, one of the daughters got to the mic and she said that she was worried about her own daughter. Yet she disclosed that she participated in acts with R. Kelly that she didn't agree with? Like, that was a question mark for me. Another thing that I wasn't really clear on when I watched the video, she didn't say that the girls were being forced or held against their will, but she goes on to say that she got the willpower to leave at some point. So uh, I was just kind of confused about that. I wasn't, I'm not sure if her or these alleged girls are there 
I mean, at this point, there's no evidence that they are being held against their will. But we do have this video, right, that a lot of people are looking at with one eye, thinking that this girl's being coached because you kind of see someone in the background. You see a shadow of someone kind of coaching her. That is some scary shit right there. And, and, and the fact that if these girls are being brainwashed and held against their will, that shit is just not cool. But the father, again... I'm just like a little curious about the father. So the, the, the father cuts off the reporter when he when the reporter asks the daughter how she met R. Kelly. Hmm. And I'm thinking, hmm. why not answer that question? Because hmm. wouldn't that have an implication on the type of relationship that you had with R. Kelly and whether or not that relationship was consensual? TMZ actually posted a, vi- a video of the alleged victim. Her name was Jocelyn Savage. Um, and she claims that her father, Timothy, this guy, I, I'm assuming it's the guy with the, blue, the the sunglasses and the Bluetooth. She says that he knew all about this. And sure. she's the one who dropped him off um, at R. Kelly's house. And that he needs, she, she basically was just like, you need to stop what you're doing. Yeah, I'm dropping you off. I'm, 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 dro- I'm dropping you off at this man's house, which I kind of believed just from looking at him and kind of how weird the interview went. But at the same time, I feel like there is something weird and inappropriate going on that we don't have all the facts for at this very moment. Let me tell you something, Eric. This is a full-fledged mess. You hear what I'm saying? And it is just so... It's unfortunate. It's crazy. It's sad. It's a whole... It's just a mess. So what I'm going to do, because I don't even have the words to articulate how I feel in this space, because... Yes, R. Kelly needs to be, he needs to explain for some of these allegations, right? Because too many allegations, there's truth somewhere. But I also think the father definitely has something to do with a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I'm over here eating my pretzel crisps and my brie cheese, because I cannot deal. I can't manage. It's too much. Well, and I watched that. those videos of her talking. The fact that, like, when, I don't know if it was TMZ asking her, but whoever was interviewing her was like, girl, where are you? And she wouldn't. And it's like, oh, well, I can't talk about that right now. Like, I wanted to start crying because I'm just like, for, for you to not even feel safe enough to say I am Where at you this were. location. Right. How are we supposed to believe anything else that you're saying? You know what I mean? Or for you to be asked questions like, oh, my goodness, what was like, were you, you know, forced to do anything maybe like against your will or da 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 da? Like, just really probing to see what the situation was. Yeah, because, and, and one so of my questions would be, girl, who's doing your hair and your nails? Because she looked very well put together. And this is why maybe some of what the father is saying is true. Like, okay, maybe you are being brainwashed. Maybe this person is telling you, like, oh, no, you have free will. Like, look how you look so good. Like, da 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 da. You were able to live your full life here with me. But then at the same time, like, you can't tell anybody where you are. You can't tell. I can never imagine being in a space where I can't even tell my family members I am at this location. Like, that literally, I don't know why that hit me so hard. Yeah. It didn't sit well with me at all. My spirit is not well with this. And this is why, I, like, it's not that I try to avoid this story, but, like, I hope there's some resolution that comes. I'm sorry. I know you look at me. These special posts are real good. We're going to wait for... <laughs> but, I don't know. This is too much. I'm going to just eat these food. Because I'm stressed. Okay, well, let's, let's move on. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust me the fuck out. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't even really get into it. Because have you read the headlines? Did you watch all the videos? I think we're just seeing the beginning of this. I think yeah. a lot more will unfold. Of course, R. Kelly and his lawyers have come out and refuted and denied. And it's not just one all girl? the claims. Um, but it's just... This is just a really interesting situation. And I really do feel like the father has something... Listen, something weird is going on. I will here. say, remember I told you I listened to other podcasts, right? I was listening to a podcast called Guys We Fucked. And they also mentioned another celebrity, not going to mention his name. But they said that he even went on an interview once and said that fathers would literally bring their daughters to him to have their way and to do whatever. So if they're doing it with this celebrity who was super popular, do you not think they would do that with R. Kelly, who was also super popular? How did he get access to these girls that he's been, again, and I'm not going to say allegedly, he's been doing whatever with for years? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't deny the fact that there probably is some fishy shit going on. Where there's smoke, what is there? But I also don't deny the fact that those girls were not picked up in a white van and dragged mm-hmm. to R. Kelly's this house This ain't unbreakable Kimmy will. Schmidt. Okay. They were dropped off. And I think that this father, Timothy, has something to do, do with this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll and then when you out. get accustomed to the situation, you want to flip switch and say... What the hell is going on? You need to stop this. No, well, you planted the fucking seed. He didn't get what he wanted, and now he's going. He going. He's going ham. It could have been a money issue. He didn't get paid off the way that he was supposed to. Um, but yeah, let's move on so you can stop eating pretzels. I'm sorry, y'all. Because <laughs> I'm Niggas sure the is mic hungry. is picking up everything, everything. that he's doing. Eric right has now. such OCD with this mic. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. Yeah, that really like stressed you out that you had to eat pretzels. Yeah, and this brie cheese. And maybe it was like half it stressed me out and half this is just fucking good. Mm. So, let's go to the music segment. What's in the music? Have you checked out Chaz French? Did you send them to me? No. Okay. But, no. I mean, <laughs> there's a buzz and he's... And he was raised in Maryland? He was raised in Maryland. Oh, he's in his mid-20s? He is. Oh, but um, he look like... Hmm? What he look like? Scroll down. Ooh! Yeah, so let's let's talk about jazz French. Much better than... Well, never mind. Let me, huh? Go ahead, no. <laughs> because some people... He y'all, is very... Y'all decided to address me in my uh, Twitter saying that I was tripping because I said a certain man was attractive, but I didn't want to be with him. It's okay. What? Okay. What are you talking about? Your rapper friend. You don't want him addressing you? Well, wait, what? I don't know. Bitch, I, we, I, just all, we not on one accord. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about Chaz French. So Chaz came out. He actually dropped some some stuff back in 2014. Mm. He's even collaborated with folks like Wale. And, you know, Chaz really has an interesting story. So if you guys get a chance, <coughs> excuse me, look into... His background and, and like where he comes from, but you know, he really shares and, and you hear it in his music, ups and downs in his life. He recently joined to recently joined a new joint label, uh, Motown and Capitol Records. And then he also is producing music with his music group, 368 Music Group, which is co founded by Raheem Devine, Ooh. which we all know also reps 
the DMV. Yes. So the first thing that I kind of, you know, wanted to share and talk about was his album cover, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have him right there in the middle, but I feel like he has everything around it that represents him. Hence the name True Colors. Throughout the entire album, he talks a lot about his true colors and he talks about colors a lot. And there's a quote that I found online. He says, these songs are really my true colors. He's talking about the album. I wanted people to know exactly who I am and what I stand for. This album is my mood ring. Mm. I really appreciated that. And he went on to say, I'm just happy to get to share what I love with who I love. Mm. He's just another happy rapper that's really cute. That he I'm is really so feeling. fine. Like, I'm really what is feeling. his Instagram? I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, his Instagram, I think every, all his social media is Chaz French the Rap. No. Is it the rapper or are you looking it up? Yes. It's like Chaz French music. I think it's Chaz French music is what his social media is. I just can't get over the Yes, Chaz French music. I can't get over this licking of the lip situation that we have going on and here with beard, this black. Like, with the ooh, nose ring. Help me. And check out the A. Um, He has pierced. In his, he has a earring there. Does that stud. stand for absolutely Ryan's or can we can we figure this out so one of the songs on the album that stood out to me was somehow titled the title was somehow here's a here's a little snip snippet from that song snapchat ain't going nowhere little mama put your phone down I'm about to take my daughter iPad and the TV make her get out the house I'm trying to get this generation to learn and function. Even when we was down and out, we was up to something. Wasn't no social media. We was in the moment. Probably too busy dreaming or trying to be Jordan. Every single birthday, I needed new Jordans through the times when I knew my mama couldn't afford them. Never knew how she made it happen the day before, but when I reminisce about when I reminisce about it, I know that mama made a way somehow. So that's just like a snippet, little snippet from one of the songs on the album that I really enjoyed somehow. And um, you should really check it out. Um, I also just wanted to share that Chaz, hello, Eartha P. Ryan. I'm listening to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to follow him. Okay. We here. So, Chaz also writes an open letter to the fathers, which you can find on DoubleXLMag.com, which I thought was really cool. So, again, he's really using his music to connect to the community, and I really appreciated that. So, I just wanted to read a little bit from his letter that he wrote to Young Fathers. It says, Dear Young Fathers, I'm writing this letter to let you know never to give up, no matter the situation at hand. God has blessed us with something greater and bigger to live for, our kids. Which on his album, which I breezed right over, his album cover is really cool. You see two pictures of his daughters on the right hand side. You see the Washington Monument. You see daughters? Yeah, he is too. Oh my word. It looks like two, I believe. I thought it was two pictures of the same person. Maybe it is. Maybe he does just have one. Okay, because I would have been stressed out. <laughs> he is he has one or two, forgive us um, for not being sure, but he has one of the two. He also has a, a blunt here with a lighter because he likes to smoke weed, and we yes. know this um, from listening to the album. What else? He has a cross on here. He has some cards. Maybe he likes playing spades. 
Or maybe he wants to put all of his cards down. For you? And expose himself to me. This is, he's, he's something else. Actually, I'm, I was perusing through his Instagram. He's a little thin for my taste. But you so, know, by I'm the way, guys, that's when I was like, Earth to P. Ryan. That's, that's what he's talking about right now. When he was trolling through his timeline. What? I was getting, Ryan, getting, getting Patrick back into the conversation. Because he was looking at that timeline. Okay. It's captivating, isn't it? I mean, he cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's saying the same shit he was saying about Dave East. See, and but this is what I was talking know. about earlier. You and your band of Dave Easters, shout out to the car, <laughs> <laughs> telling me to stop playing because Dave she East sure is fine. Did. Dave shout East is a handsome man. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, he and I would be friends. I like. I feel like if I got near him, like my bussy wouldn't be jumping for him. Like, you know what I mean? He's cute. Well, the song somehow, I, getting back to the <laughs> review of the album. So we don't have another two-hour show, and you uh, this don't be complaining about getting home. So Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's 11.50. <laughs> oh, wait, I got to finish reading them. Eric. Reading the letter. <laughs> we keep getting off track here. But what I wanted to say about the song somehow, I read those lyrics a few minutes ago. Was that I just really appreciated him um, speaking for what I feel like is my generation. I feel like we're right in the middle where, yes, we were forced to go outside. We, we couldn't stay in the house too long. We couldn't watch the TV too long. Our parents, like, forced us to be kids, whereas today you have this generation of the iPads children and the, and the constantly in the phones children. I think my generation, I was born in 85, and Chaz is just a few years younger than I am. Um, yeah, just so you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> my throat. <laughs> I feel like he's How speaking few? to the to the generation. How few younger? <laughs> a couple. I would say like three. I think he's about three or four years younger. Oh my god! So he like 27, 28? Yeah, I think so. Oh my goodness! I think so. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to read one more small paragraph from his dear father's letter. Yes. He goes on to say, um, I left off where he was talking about his kids. God has blessed us with something greater and bigger to live for our kids. I know a lot of times as young fathers, we may feel like we don't get the credit we deserve, but in due time, just know that the little ones are watching and taking heed to everything that we do. And eventually they will grow to understand that every decision we made was to make sure that they never have to go through what we went through. I feel like he's echoing the sentiments of our parents. And he finishes off and he says, because God made us in his image. Yes. Meaning everyone, all of us, all of us are God's, and I'm sorry, I'm ad libbing. Yes, <laughs> That's me that. saying that. He's talking about all of us. We're all God's children, right? Made in his image. He says, it was only right to change for the better. I used to think that material things would make up for lost time, which isn't the case at all. Time, love, communication, and consistency. We, we, we just talked about those yes. things, right, in our, in our topic, are key. Furthermore, us as young fathers have to make sure respect for the mother of our kids is shown at all times. Easier said than done. But we should realize they go through so much that we don't see on a daily basis. So I feel as though their well-being, feelings, and frustration should be a priority as well. So shout out to 
Chaz French. Um, I have a letter for him. Dear Chaz French. (laughs) Read your open letter. I will respect your baby mama. I understand that it's hard for you, but I'm here to lighten that load. Okay. Are you saying my man is her man is her man is her? No, I'm saying you are my man. You sound like a husband. And dear (laughs) Chaz French added, um, I have all the credit to give you. Okay? (laughs) I have extra credit. I have credit credit. I have credit cards. I am here to bless you. Yeah, he's something else. He really is. So shout he out is to Chaz. Fine. That is a fine man. But, you know, he, I think he's also making um, some good uh, some good impact in the yeah. community and on the in, 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 in the industry. Really so shout out him. to him. And um, also, you guys, check out Tyler, the creator. He also he dropped a new single called Boredom, which is really cool. And as always, check me out on Spotify. Add me, guys. Check out my playlist, <laughs> I Dante, <laughs> I D A N T E, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's, let's party. move on to our hung up or hanging up. Who are you hanging up on? Are you hung up this week? Um, I am hanging up, and I am hanging. Well, I already stopped taking her calls, so we don't even correspond. But I am hanging up again on Caitlyn Jenner. So this week, the lady Caitlin um, said that she is considering running for U.S. Senate. I don't know who told her to do that, but she said she's going to do it. And get into this quote. She was just like, the perception of the Republican Party is that they are all about rich white guys trying to make money. I would hope in the, excuse me, I would hope in the next generation that we can change the perception of the Republican Party and make it the party of equality. Hmm. Hey, girl, how are you going to do that when you are not the pillar of anybody's equality? Right. Like, Caitlyn could not even accept Amanda Seals, who is a black woman, saying that... If, any, not, if anything, the epitome of uh, pr- um, privilege. Yeah. I'm sorry. Caitlyn couldn't even accept Amanda Seals saying that they have two different white... I'm sorry, they have two different woman experiences. They have two different experiences as women. Amanda Seals as a black woman, Caitlin as a white trans woman. Let's go even further. There's a difference between acceptance, I mean, sorry, words. There is a difference between perception and reality, Caitlin. Nobody's perceiving the Republican Party to be about rich white guys trying to make money. That's what it is. Mm. Okay? And you see it through the legislation, you see it through the bills passing, you see it through the voluntary blindness that they have to the needs of the people. And I'm not saying having a trans person as the first U.S. Senate member is something that I'm against. I think that would be an amazing thing to have a Senate member be the first trans woman or the first trans woman Senate member, whatever you want to call it. Do I think Caitlyn should be that? No. Why? Because the majority of her life, whether or not she identified as female, she has reaped the benefits of or has experienced the benefits given to rich white men. And even today when she is a white woman, she has not let go of that privilege. So she can easily go on a video and say, you are special trans people. It gets better. And then go about her privilege as life, not knowing that people are still dealing with 
the struggles that they're dealing with, trans youth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Caitlyn is full of shit in my book. Okay? And then, not to add fire to fury, but we don't forget what she did. You know, the receipts. What she did to Chris, Car- Chris, Chris Kardashian. Chris Jenner, or whatever she's going by today. I'm going to call her Chris Kardashian because I don't want to put the Jenner on her name. We don't forget <laughs> what she did to her in that nasty-ass book. I don't, I'm, I don't feature her. What is she I'm not, name? So she basically said, in essence, that Chris tried to pop that pussy on Caitlyn when Caitlyn you know, identified as Bruce. And Bruce had essentially said ill. <laughs> said ill. That is fucked up, okay? <laughs> and she put all of Chris's Jenner, Chris, not Chris's Jenner, Chris's business out there. That's a fucking mess, okay? Mm. Caitlyn, you never win when you're dirty, sweetie. <laughs> and you are dirty, okay? Nice and we're not going to let nice. you up in here with your privilege. If I can vote, I'm going to do so against you. You will not be Senate. No. Senate is not yours. I come against every foul thing that you speak, including that Senate ship. Mm. What about you? What say you? <laughs> I don't keep much I don't keep up with the Kardashians and Listen, the Jenners and the I keep up and I've kept all of up. That. I, okay. I just remember them throwing and Tokyo Her Tony had words for Caitlyn Fair Jenner magazine too. Once he, you know, and I'm just thinking like, really? Mm-mm. Look at this white privilege. Just did you hear, did you hear Tokyo Tony in that video? What Tokyo Tony, in Black China's video? mama? Oh yeah. I'm gonna let that alone. But oh, she had words for Caitlyn too. They may not and be the home? words that I would have used. And whose home was she talking all that trash? <sighs> Because I'm looking in the background of the video, I'm like, this ain't your home. <laughs> no, so, it could have been. It could have been the home trying to blow home, China Right, burn. right, right. Like, just, but you know, that's how people think. That is how people think. That is really how people think. So I'm watching that video. I'm shaking my head. I'm disappointed. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm just like, she's actually speaking I'm a not word surprised. because it shows that Caitlyn's fake. How you going to say you don't know China, but you were out here switching with her mama? Right. Okay. Or were you doing that just to get a, a laugh or a photo op or uh, to say, say a hey, laugh? A laugh at the black experience. Hey, I have black friends. Hmm. You know, hmm. I took a picture with a black woman. Hmm. I can't be racist. Huh. Yeah. Girl, bye. Well, I'm gonna keep it short. I'm hanging up on this Beyonce wax figure that came out. That's not a wax figure of Beyonce. It's it's a wax figure of Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Or. I I saw online she was also being called Mariah Carey, uh, Maya Mariah Rudolph, Carey? <laughs> Kate Hudson. She Kate Hudson. Yes, I really could see Kate Hudson in in, in that uh, wax figure. So apparently, this this Madame Tussaud. <laughs> is that is that how you say? Child, she, I used to call her Madame Toussaint, like croissant. So I don't even know. Don't ask me. Bitch, you come with butter. <laughs> what you say? Nothing. I called her butter. I said you come with butter. Okay. <laughs> Are you flaky or no? <laughs> right. Because I love a flaky croissant. I love a croissant, bitch. Last week, but aren't I had they like pretty salmon. unhealthy? Because they're so well, buttery. Last week I had a, a salmon croissant. It was so good. But I think they're like super buttery. <laughs> Um, and super delicious. They are. So this museum that Madame has, she has, she has in New York, but she she actually has quite a few. She has one in New York, 
one in Nashville, one in Las Vegas, one in D.C., and then one in L.A., and she also has one in London. So it's like a wax, I guess, like a wax figure museum that she has. And recently she put in a new wax figure, and it was supposed to be Beyonce. A lot of people compared it to the white chicks. Remember the movie with yes. them? <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful chocolate man. <laughs> Yo, but that was not Beyonce. What? And you know what's Ever. fucked up? How they have Kylie Jenner's wax figure looking like her fucking twin. I thought it was a girl, for real, for real. Right, exactly. Come to find out it was Madame Toussaint. <laughs> and then... <laughs> They have Beyonce. First of all, did you see that outfit they put on the wax figure? Yeah. When did Beyonce wear that baggy ass jumpsuit? I don't know. That's rude. That's I, disrespectful. I, I don't Madam know. Toussaint, we are on to you. I was trying to, and if anybody knows, you could tweet us or email us. I, I couldn't remember where this outfit came from. I don't know, child. It was a mess. So, I'm and hanging Beyonce up, didn't even like it. I'm hanging up on Madam Toussaint or Toussaint. Basically, I mean, it doesn't look anything like Beyonce, and they know it. She she came out and was just like, "Oh no, um, it's the lighting, and you know, people were taking it's not the lighting, multiple pictures, and the the lighting from the cameras, and the lighting from the the ceiling lights. (laughs) It must have made her look much lighter than what she really is." Is she even English or is she French? Oh, she's real white. <laughs> you said she's real white. So I'm just you foolish. I don't know. <sighs> Sorry. So, and, and you remember that L'Oreal commercial back in the day? L'Oreal. Beyonce had it was in the oh, L'Oreal, L'Oreal commercial back in 2008, Which and one? people had the same reaction. She looked very whitewashed. So. Okay, it could be the lighting for her natural skin, but is it the lighting for a wax figure when all the other wax figures look like the other complexions that they show? They look like the person the that fu- y'all... No, like, y'all on. use Kylie Jenner's skin shade for Beyonce. That's not cute. I just think it's interesting, you know, how we always see these situ- examples of our culture being appropriated, but then at the same time, misrepresented in so many different ways, and they don't want to give... Props to to black people where 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 it is due. Mm-hmm. Even giving us our melon, give us give us our melanin, like give us give us our shit. So yeah, that's it. True. All right, y'all. Well, this has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. Real quick, we just wanted to do a little house, um, not house cleaning, but we just wanted to give y'all some announcements um, for the next two weeks. Things will be a little different on the Hung Up Pod because, wait for it, I will be in South Africa presenting on black male sexuality, so we will not have our typical run of show um, covering Hung Up, Hung Pop, our Hang Up, Hung Up and Hanging Up, but we'll have something super special for you guys for the next two weeks, so definitely check that out. Um, We want to thank you guys for... Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. We want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I am P. Ryan. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am P. Ryan. And I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. You can find us both at Hung Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook at Hung Up Pod. And you can also email us or do all of that. 
everything. <laughs> <laughs> Find us, Get tweet us, Facebook us. You can email us at hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes, and also rate and review us. We cannot do shit without your rates and reviews and your comments. And your on support. Apple Podcasts and Google Play and on SoundCloud. Engage with us because we'll engage with you. Because we can't do this without you. Yes, you better say. We need you. Y'all, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like from Big Mama's house. I can do battle by myself. Or is it I can do battle? Was it Diary of a Mad Black? One of them. Anyways, love <laughs> you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Peace. Bye. Oh, bitch! You are really gonna fuck you, bitch! Eric, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> that would actually kind of work, and I think people would like that. It would be funny. I'm if gonna do fight? that at the end. I'm gonna make like act like we fighting. And be like, bitch, no bitch, 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 no bitch. Oh my god.